0: It's the GITA Interviews, the premier global IT solution podcast, where we talk to the CEOs and business leaders who are growing their companies through global partnerships. I'm your host, Emery Giositz, the Executive Director of the Global IT Alliance. Hello and welcome to the GITA Podcast. I'm very excited today because I don't just have one guest, but I've got three and this is the first time we're doing this, but the folks that we've invited today are truly exceptional sales professionals. So they represent Beckla, and they are David Ohms, Wesley DeJong, and Koz Budnick. With us from multiple countries, and they will tell you where they're residing today as we go through the interview. Uh, these guys are the international account directors for Beckla, so they're dealing with global accounts on a daily basis knowing the ins and outs of them, working with their teams on expanding the relationships within their (laughs) accounts. And it's my pleasure to welcome them today. So we'll go around first. And and if you guys can tell me how long you've been in the industry, that'd be great. And where you're uh, recording from today. So Wesley, why don't we start with you?
1: Hi, Jim Reed, Emory. Thanks. Um, I've been in the industry for 10 years, happily also 10 years with Bechle. I'm calling in today from Rotterdam in the Netherlands.
0: Welcome, welcome. How about you, Koos? So
2: I'm in the industry for 22 years, a little bit longer as Wesley. And we know each other for 10 years. So Wesley was joining uh, our team 10 years ago. So uh, we're in this along the way. So I'm joining from the north of Belgium, actually on the Belgium-Dutch border now, uh, below Maastricht and and 20 kilometers north to to Liège. Oh,
0: that's great. That's great. Welcome. And David, where are you calling in from?
3: Well, hello, uh, I'm Ray. So I'm calling in from Vienna, and I've got about 19 years of experience in the industry. So I slot in nicely between Wesley and Coase.
0: Yeah, yeah, that works out. I uh, I won't mention how long I've been in the industry, but it's just slightly longer than than all of you. I'm not in the studio today, as you can tell. I'm in my home in uh, Ottawa Hills, Ohio, where we're about to get about two feet of snow. So I decided to do the recording from here today to kind of change it up a little bit. So it's going to be good. So you guys just mentioned, you know, how long you've been in in the industry and all that. Kuz, if you could tell me, you know, how you ended up at Becla and a little bit about the role that you serve today.
2: Yeah, so I started uh, back in the year uh, 2000 uh, uh, in the industry. And that was for a small build-your-own-computer store back in Eindhoven. Eindhoven, the Netherlands, uh, might be known by the uh, listeners from, from Philips. The company Philips has been founded there. And this was actually one of our biggest clients uh, over there. So after three years, I decided to, to spread my wings. <coughs> and then a very unknown small size company back then, back in the Netherlands, contacted me to join their team. And it was all new to uh, to me and all new to the trends i was sp- spoken about uh, if this if this company would be something for me because it was e-commerce which in the year 2000 was quite uh, new uh, in the netherlands right. and it was all b2b right so normal consumer sales which i was used to so it was quite exciting and uh, yeah i started to join them uh december 2003.
0: that's great that's great and look where you are now that's exciting so wesley what brought you to beler
2: Yeah, good question.
1: Um, After uh, finishing school and getting my bachelor's degree, I started working for a a leading e-commerce company here in the Netherlands, B2C actually, uh, having a really small B2B department. And Bechler happened to be one of my customers, uh, and to be precise in the name of goes. And B2C was not something that would make me happy along my career path. So quickly engaged with Coase. Uh, remember that we uh, were through it on a, on a quite uh, yeah, quick quick pace. And I started Bechle 10 years ago as an uh, Acquisition Account Manager in the local uh, office in the Netherlands. And currently as International Account Director already three years again in this role. Yeah, it's really nice, really dynamic. Um,
0: Great.
1: So that's uh, in short what brought me here.
0: Yeah, great, thanks for sharing. And David, I think you have a diverse background similar to mine for as long as I've known you. So give us a little idea of how you came to Becla.
3: Well, so uh, after a stint as an expat in the US where I was in a completely different career and more in the financial sector, came back to Europe, decided IT is something for me, uh, started working at Apple, worked myself up there, ended up uh, starting the EMEA iPod volume department, moved over to HP, did some standard work there, account management work in Ireland, had a chance to go work at an international level again, so I got transferred to the Geneva headquarters, where I ended up being responsible, basically, for the enterprise business across EMEA, Uh, started my own company after that, you guessed it, in IT, but then COVID-19 had us, which, quite frankly, was on one side naturally negative, on the other side, a blessing because it helped me join ARP, then one of the e commerce brands of Bechtle, where after an account management position, I took on the responsibility of the public sector team. And then was asked at the beginning of the year to uh, move more into an international role due to my background and the fact that I've run a couple of international deals for the
0: that's great. That's great. That's exciting that you bring that history to uh, to what you're doing today. So, you know, we all just said we've been in the industry for a while now, uh, some longer than others, but there's been such significant change in the industry since all of us started. Coase, give us uh, give an example of some of the significant changes you've seen over the years.
2: I've seen uh, a few over the last 20 years, um, yeah, we come from an era where uh, I think the consolidation and standardization of the IT environment uh, took a big leap over the last years. So I think that's a good development taking place there uh, because IT had the, uh, the risk to get too complex, right? And in some way it still is, but so standardization, consolidation, uh, that path has taken over the last year. We're still not quite there yet, uh, but we're on a good way. Uh, what we see nowadays, and, and we as Beckley, we have heavily invested in uh, in this program, is that our customers are more looking to a as-a-service model, right? And this can be devised as a service or any as-a-service as, uh, which you can imagine. And we are as Beckley, we're ready for it. We have uh, pioneered over the last years with that new program and learned and bumped our heads and learned again. And th- I think we're quite here yet. So we are now onboarding new larger accounts, and also international accounts into this new program. And it's just the tip of the iceberg at the moment, right? So we have still a lot to win, but seeing the results over the last, let's say, one, two years, we're very optimistic about the future for for that consumer.
0: Yeah, and, and that's a great point. You guys should be. Your DAS program is, is really significant and exceptional, and I know that you're partnering with s- several manufacturers on it, and it's, it's one of the best I've seen in the industry. Um, David, can you give us your perspective on some insights on what you've seen in the industry, some of the progression beyond DAS?
3: Uh, Yeah, what I find interesting in the IT industry, it looks like we're going in circles. Um, For a long time, the partners were really important to our customers. Then there was a major drive by the large manufacturers to bring those accounts directly. What we're now seeing, I think, is that the customer actually wants to come back to the partner because we can offer more flexibility a multi-brand approach. I think a company like Bechler has also proven that we can handle that global scale together with our partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at the end of the day, the attention and the flexibility that a local reseller can give a customer, even though they were global, is becoming key. COVID-19 has shown that for us just from with the impact on the different supply chains, where a local reseller can quite often just jump in where a manufacturer can deliver. We can source from distributors, we can reallocate product. And that is something that is highly valued. Additionally, I'd say the consulting that a local reseller can bring and the knowledge of their customers is an added value to that customer base. And so I I see that basically almost like a vicious circle.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. The, The concept of the cradle to grave solution for a customer is so important, especially when you see all the technology changes and, and budgetary restraints and things like that. So thanks for that, that's, that's certainly key. You know, I've known you guys for a couple of years now, at least some of you more than others, but Wesley, why don't you give us some example on what you see is coming next? What is the next uh, you know, hot thing, if you will, in, in our industry that you see is, is potentially a game changer for everyone?
1: I will try. <laughs> Every year there are different terms and trends that predominate, uh, Emery. But for the essence in our profession, and I'm convinced that we will go further in that direction, the customer is key. Customer centricity is really, really important. And our customers want to focus on, on what they do best, right? On their core business, how they actually make money. And whether we talk about freeing up capital and resources with a, an access service model, Uh, or even outsourcing your complete IT supply chain to a managed supply chain by Bechle or one of our GDA partners. For me, and I think that will stay around for many, many years, everything revolves around focus on the customer and uh, their satisfaction.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly the, you know, it's it's funny, customer driving our progress, et cetera, is key. And I, I know that several initiatives well, we would love to say as channel folks that we came up with a concept, it's really a customer's request, right? That drove the change, that drove what we did next. So that that's super important. You know, I hate to bring up the the COVID word, but it's been mentioned here uh, once or twice. So that was a huge challenge in our industry. And, and ironically enough, you saw a lot of the industry grow during COVID, uh, servicing our customers who immediately had to switch to work from home scenarios and things like that. Talk to me a little bit about And we'll start with you, David. Um, Some of the changes you saw with customers uh, having to adapt with COVID and how to support them.
3: I think COVID was the first time that it really hit home to our customers that they're depending on global supply chains. And I think for many people in the industry, that was actually the biggest hurdle to overcome is that we did not have those availability here. And I think a lot of people are going back to the drawing board at the moment, looking at the supply chains that are out there, how they can improve those, how they can, in a certain way, bring a standardization in that is not necessarily down to a component level, but that allows them the flexibility when things are not available that it is through a pandemic or through other issues we've seen, you know, floods in Taiwan in the past and things like that. I see that as one of the major issues that comes out of this is that they need that flexibility in the supply chain. And again, don't want to go back to what I said before, but that's what a reseller partner can help them with. Um, The large manufacturers, they have their own supply chains to run and are stuck there.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So cause talk to me a little bit about how your customers handled covid or how do you support those customers that in the middle of the pandemic.
2: Okay. Yeah, so uh, there were quite a few uh, uh, of our customers who were already fully equipped working from home, right? But being fully equipped working from home doesn't mean you can uh, actually do it, right? It's it's not only about the IT. It's also about what kind of rules of engagement do you need to make, right? And that's also where customers reach out to us. How do we treat our customers from a distance? What kind of tools do you have to keep them involved uh, in the company while sitting away uh, from the office, right? So that's where we uh, consulted them as well. I think this was the most fun thing to do, actually. Not talk only about the computers, but also about how to use it, how to use the the new situation. Yeah, so that's, that's what keeps uh, running in my mind uh, over the last yeah. year.
0: Yeah, for sure. Especially those customers who are not used to working at home, right? They're used to going to an office every day and they're in this new situation. Maybe they're uh, home was not equipped to support working from home every day and things like that. So absolutely. And one of the things I want to mention on both David and, and Koza's uh, response is the, the idea behind consulting around governance, the ability that Beckla has to go into customers and help them with the processes, help them with the procedures and governance around supporting work from home and those kind of things. It's a really big advantage in our industry. You know, every customer I talk to, and I talk to a lot of them, the one topic they bring up is not COVID. The one topic they bring up is supply chain. When am I going to get my stuff, right? (laughs) So can you guys give me, uh, Wesley, we'll start with you. What's the supply chain situation? How do you see it? And how do you help remedy it for your customers?
1: Yeah, That's a difficult topic, Amory. If you go out and buy a new car, you need to wait for 12 months. Uh, If you're in a refresh cycle, you want to have new equipment, either in the data center or on the client side. Like we used to have 10, 15 business days, CTO delivery times. Uh, Nowadays, half a year, if you're lucky, eight months, nine months. The good thing is that as Co said, IT is getting more simple. So we're not that bounded anymore to one specific platform, one type of hardware. We are able to do... Cloud-based deployments without a pilot, so there's no need to get a physical device in your hands anymore. So this eases a lot for customers, and with the big footprint of Bechtle in Europe, being present in 14 European countries, we are not only reliant on the supply chain issues from the OEMs, right? There's a lot, a lot of product in the channel, um, and we are able to match that. Let, let's say the availability and the demand for our customers. We can easily check across borders and then try to see how we can further um, reduce or leave them at, at this point. Of course, this is only for the short term. If there is no chip available, then the channel will dry out at the end. Right. So we will still have issues. And this is where the value added logistic services come in that we have. Right, Taking over the supply chain of the customer, helping them with forecasting, stock keeping, stock replenishment, and doing that in such way the market requires. So when we're on a 10 to 15 day back to back delivery time, it's easy. But currently with, let's be polite or modest, 20 weeks, if you're mm-hmm. lucky, mm-hmm. Uh, it requires a different approach. So uh, keep having conversations, keep talking to the business of the customers and uh, try to be creative.
0: I think you make some great points. One of the funnier things uh, we used to tell customers as salespeople all the time is, you know, you might want to buy a uh, 20, 30, 40 of what your standards are and just hold them in stock. And customers would look at that, what a sales ploy. You guys are just trying to sell me more stuff. And now the reality is you better do that. Otherwise you're not going to see your product. The unique ability for Becla to be able to Move between those warehouses all over Europe to to satisfy the customer is a is a big deal. David, talk a little bit about when you look at global business and how you see the global IT alliance playing into uh, global business. Uh, give me give me an idea of how you go to market with your customers uh, utilizing the alliance.
3: Well, I think what's really important for my customers to understand is I'm no longer selling them a product. Um, By working with Gita, by working what Wesley just described, uh, taking over supply chains, uh, taking over procurement efforts, we're adding actual value to the bottom line of our customers while making them future ready, first of all. Um, Second of all, as I said before, I think a robust supply chain is clearly becoming increasingly important Um, and we have to be realistic. There are certain countries where due to legal reasons we cannot sell, where it takes ages to get a machine in. That's where Gita can really help us. We sell the deal to our customers here and we know that we can rely on our partners worldwide to deliver exactly what we promised our customers. So that when we promise them a one euro saving in their bottom line, Not by offering stuff cheaper. Let me make that clear. There are some economies of scale. But at the end of the day, where we intervene is in that very expensive procurement process. And that we can optimize, that we can make more efficient. And that's where our GITA partners are obviously key to us. I cannot sell into Brazil. I cannot sell into Argentina. These days, it's difficult to sell into Kiev. That's where GITA comes in.
0: Because you and I have worked on very large global accounts over the years. Can you give us your perspective on the alliance and how it's helped with with those large customers?
2: Yeah, for me, it's quite a simple answer, Anne-Marie. Without Gita, we wouldn't have been so successful, right? And if you look to other industries, let's take the airline as an example. I think most frequent flyers are used to the alliances there in the airline industry. You have the Sky Team, you have Star Alliance, et cetera. I used to be a frequent flyer myself as well, right, in this job. Not anymore since two years due to COVID, but anyhow. And, you know, what I always appreciate if you book with, let's say, Air France KLM, and you fly into the U.S., uh, the flight is executed by Delta Airlines. But these are partners as well, and I get the same experience, you know, the same quality, the same attention as I would have with, with KLM, right? So, and that's what we want to achieve with the... Global IT, uh, IT alliance as well. The customers should have that same experience sitting in Europe, sitting in the US, US, sitting in China, wherever. And that's, I think, where we are quite unique in this uh, in this alliance. And uh, that's also the feedback we get back from customers. And then in the end, they don't really mind if they get the invoice from our partner in the US and not from Bechler. right? That's just an administrative thing. Uh, it's about uh, the quality. The, personal attention they get you yeah. know, here or at the other part of the ocean.
0: For sure. The the airline example is perfect. You know, consistency in the pilots, consistency in the flight attendants, consistency in the check-in experience, et cetera. You could translate that easily to what we do with the alliance with IT. Consistency in all the countries, the same folks Handling your accounts with the same level of commitment and the same level of experience—that's huge. So, as we wrap up, guys, I, I've got a kind of personal question for you that I'm really interested to hear about. Because really, you know, what we do for our livings does not necessarily define us, but we all have proud moments in our career. So, Wesley, why don't you start? Can you tell me a little bit about the proudest moment of your career so far? Your young career compared to the rest of us, might I add? But uh, um, by all means, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your your proudest moment.
1: Yeah, every year for me is uh, about counting victories, so I do have a few moments where I stand still by where we are, actually, because the days, the market, everything is going so fast. Uh, and you're right, I'm young, 34.
0: I remember 34. Barely. Yeah,
1: actually, me being here, um, <laughs> having learned what I've learned, being enthusiastic and, and still not done with it, for me personally, uh, it's the best achievement. This yeah. point so keep the challenges coming we're ready for it
0: well you should be proud of that that's great so cause you're just you know i think you might even be younger than wesley but why, why don't you tell us your uh, career highlight
2: yeah so where i'm the most proud of i think it's signing my first contract with beckler on december 1st 2003 yeah and all what it brought me over those years and um next year it's 20 years in this company and uh, you know i i played so many different roles, you know, from uh, hunting my phone, getting new customers in, uh, being uh, part of the public sector division, sitting in management, running um, a, a new company in Belgium, you know, uh, I always got the opportunity from from uh, Bechler to, to be involved, uh, to lead and in many occasions, or to pioneer, right? And that's... It all comes back to one good moment, almost 20 years ago, choosing for Becla, not to any other company.
0: So, 20 years. Congratulations. That's great. So, David, as you've talked about so far, you've had a very diverse background in finance and and the manufacturer and now with Becla. Give me a highlight of your career.
3: I'd say for me, the highlight still remains winning a massive government tender in Africa for about 1.2 million laptops with two weeks preparation Wow. For one of the major manufacturers. Sadly enough, we never got the order. It came out to tender again three times due to <laughs> corruption and electioneering. But I'm still beating my chest on that one.
0: (laughs) Well, you never know. One day the PO might show up. Yeah, but I'm no longer there. I won't see it in my commission check. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point. That's a great point. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Have a great evening in your countries. And uh, I appreciate it. That's the GITA podcast series from my home in uh, Ottawa Hills, Ohio. To you guys, hope to see you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the JITA interviews. To find out more about the Global IT Alliance, please visit www.g2.com or follow us for more great interviews.